So I went to Jackson Heights last night, right? For y'all non-New Yorkers um, that don't know, Jackson Heights uh, is 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 mini Bangladesh in, in Queens. Okay, I'm a New Yorker, uh, born and raised my whole, my entire life, born and raised in New York. Feel me? Went out to Jackson House, yeah, Jackson House, Jackson Heights last night. Um, Cause you know your boy was just kind of missing some some home cooked food. Um, I'm actually not born and raised in New York. I was born in New York, raised my whole life in Florida though. Just moved back up to New York like I don't know a few weeks ago, two months ago. It's 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 complicated. I might get into it, but you know I was just missing some um some homegrown cooking for me. And I walk in, um you know get the usual kebab roll, um chicken samosa, um. So uh, I'm gonna keep this. Um, I got a secret for you. Um, I told Mo that I only got one chicken samosa. Um, I actually got two. <laughs> um, if you're listening right now, um, I'm sorry I kept that secret from you. I just uh, the the guilt was just weighing on me, you know. But I just had to hide it in the moment because I didn't know how you would feel, you know. And if she's not listening, um, please don't please don't rat on me, y'all. Um, I, I trust y'all with my life. Um, but when I was there, you know, they have all their food on display, and um, I, one of the dishes that they had on display was just chicken roast. You know, all my ba- all my Bangalese know that chicken roast, that chi- that Bangali chicken roast, some different. You know, some different. And, and you know what's crazy is my mom makes the best chicken roast in the entire world. Like, undeniably, you know, without question, um, it's the best. And that got me thinking yesterday while I was waiting for my cobbler bro to finish. I was like, damn, like, you know, some aunties got it and some aunties just don't got it. You feel me? Like, I know y'all can't understand what I'm trying to say. Like, respectfully, at the end of the day, respectfully, I love all aunties. Any auntie that offers me food or, or whatever, I love you. Thank you. But respectfully... Some aunties got it, some aunties don't. My mom, she got it, okay? I got some I got some relatives, some aunties in the fam. They got it, trust me. But I've met my fair share, as I'm sure some of y'all have as well. Um, some of y'all just, you know, like, respectfully. <laughs> I got to make that clear, like, thank you, thank you so much. But, you know, like, feel me? Um, y- yeah, that, 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 uh... That Jackson Heights uh, chicken roast, that shit look that that was it. I didn't get it, but it looked it. Um, I've been thinking about it all day. Um, there's apparently a snowstorm tonight, but that's not gonna stop me. <laughs> Nothing is gonna stop me tonight. This chicken roast will be mine, and um, and and y'all y'all will see a picture of it posted on on the gram when this episode comes out. Um, as proof because I'm a man of my word for me anyways um, thank you guys for for coming back to listen to our podcast our podcast difficult dish is hosted by myself my name is Mastrin Winier um, and my co-host Muhul Khan who is not here in this episode this is just me so if y'all listening um, first off I mean wait before I say thank you um like the video, feel me? Like the video, subscribe to the channel. If y'all on YouTube, um, you can see me. I'm just chilling. Uh, you want a fit breakdown? Black Tea, Pro Ivory. Shout out my boy Alex uh, from Orlando. His brand, 
it's a black tee, but I've worn this shit to the ground. This shit got rips all over. I'm I'm wearing this till it becomes dust for me. And um, you know, some some Nike joints on. Anyway, um that's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Um rate the podcast, review the podcast, please help us grow. Um I'm so blessed to see how much the pod has grown over the last two years we've been doing it. And like I'm like eternally grateful for like people for in general, people that are listening to the pod, but like especially for y'all that are listening on this solo episode. Um I don't know how it's gonna do. I don't know if like ten percent of our listeners are gonna tune in. Uh, I'm sure most of y'all here from Mo. Sorry, y'all gotta deal with me too. If y'all listen, thank you. Um and um I I appreciate y'all and I'm just I'm just gonna get straight into it. Um I don't really got nothing planned for this episode, like no notes, no no nothing. I'm just gonna kinda speak on some shit that's been like heavy on the head. Feel me? Heavy on the head. Um I did a solo episode maybe like thirty episodes ago and I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um I remember like the when I was recording it, like I scrapped like the first fifteen minutes of it because it just took me a little bit to like get in the zone. Um and like cause, cause me in general, like when I when I start speaking I often need need just like a little bit of time to like get in that mode and like to like open up the doors like in my head. It doesn't even have to be anything like serious or anything deep. Um, but you know, just to like start flowing, I, I just need a little bit of time. And it's it's great to do the podcast with Mo because, you know, we feed off each other and she answers shit that like I don't have the answer to at the moment. Um But that last solo episode I did, I really enjoyed it, you know, when I got into it and Feel free to check that one out too. Uh, it's like seventy some. You'll see it. Um, but yeah, that one I kind of just I, I had a couple things written down, but this one I really don't. So the main thing that I want to get into um, on this episode is something that we want to do together. But you know, I figure I'll do it on my own. Um, just taking risks, taking risks. You know, I think taking risks is a subject that. A lot of you know, like, the answer to it. If, if like, y'all are answer, if y'all are asking, like, how do I take more risks? How do I become more, like, risk-taking? Y'all know the answer. Y'all know it's just do. There's, there's no other way around that. Small steps, you know, go little by little, baby steps, but just do. Y'all know the answer to that. But I think what helps somebody be more um, confident in taking risks is maybe maybe it's just me, but I think it's, learning about the journey of somebody who has you know gotten to where they are just because of the risks that they've taken and more importantly someone that looks like them or someone that comes from a certain situation or a very similar situation um as as you you know I think that that's what helped me a lot you know I growing up I I didn't know how I was going to become who I am today you know I, I think I think a lot about how hey, like who I am today is what 16 year old Mashun would have wanted 25 year old Martian to be and that's a fact sure little things changed here and there whatever for the most part I know that I've made like teenager me so proud because when I was a teenager I didn't know what I didn't know how I was gonna do what I was gonna do I knew what I wanted to do I knew where I wanted to be I know I knew who I who I wanted to become I just didn't know how I was gonna do it because at that age just because like of like of like my situation I wasn't I didn't have the confidence to be a risk taker. I didn't. I was like 
everything around me was pushing me to not. It was just pushing me to just play it safe, to just take life as easy as po- not as easy as possible, but like to be as people pleasing as possible and to, you know, spend your life just accommodating others because there's no point in spending your life to take risks because you have so many other things to worry about. You know, that's kind of like what I grew up with. And yeah, so like when I was younger, I had all these dreams and all these goals. And but at that age, I was like, oh, that's just those are just goals. You know, if if fucking I hit the lottery and life goes absolutely to the T, yeah, things will end up that way. But I knew in the back of my head, like I they, this, the chances were slim that I would have gotten out of the situation that I was in. But, you know, I want to spend this episode just kind of opening up a little bit about some of the major risks that I've taken that have gotten me to where I am today. And I think, of course, what's inspired this episode the most is the fact that um, I live in New York now, <laughs> which is uh, which is really crazy. Um, for people that know me well, you know, I don't think I've had the chance to like really, really talk about this um, since I've gotten here on the pod. But like for the people that know me well or maybe for the people that have just like tuned in for the last couple years and have come to understand like the person that I am um I've I've had two goals in my entire life like two tier one goals those two are graduate from college and move to New York City (laughs) um I graduated college a year ago um a year and a few months ago and I moved to New York City like a month ago um and it hasn't hit me yet. I don't know when it's going to hit me. Maybe, maybe like, when I, like, fully get into, like, the groove of my job and, like, I'm fully, like, actively working on, like, a lot of the side stuff that, like, I've been wanting to work on. Maybe when, like, the pod reaches, like, a level that, like, I'm seeing a reach. It hasn't hit me yet. So let me just let me just get into it. I've been goddamn saying this episode about taking risks. I didn't label a single risk. I, I guess the biggest risk was, of course, I made the move here. And for obviously our brown listeners listening in or just children of immigrant, you know that moving to first off moving out, second moving to a whole nother state across the country, um, it's it's not an easy thing. You know, I didn't move here for college. Um, I moved here to uh to make my dreams come true. And that that notion itself, you know, it's it's not a it's not an easy or a simple topic to have with uh, with your parents. But, you know, I think what made the journey a little bit, what, what made, what gave me more clarity was the fact that, like, I have been working on this move my entire life. And my mother is, you know, she knows that. she She isn't surprised by that. You know, when I... I told her I wanted to move to New York when I was 16. She was surprised. Me telling her at 24, right before I move, hey, mom, I'm moving to New York. She's not looking at me surprised at that point because, you know, it, it it's not brand new. She wasn't acting brand new to it. But, you know, I, I want to get into some of the steps that I took and some of the risks along the way that got me to, like, where I am today. I think one of the first like major risks that I that I took in my life. Of course there's like a bunch of little shit that has added up and snowballed into, you know, life-changing like decisions and moments, but I think one of the first ones was definitely like when I was 18 after I graduated high school, um 
I had I had uh I had to apply to be like um like a receptionist or like front desk something at at a TD Bank. Um, it was a TD Bank in the hood. I I don't know why I applied for it, but I just did hoping that you know me saying I was I was majoring in economics at Valencia shout out Valencia College. Um, I, I attended there for like three years. Um, maybe listen that on my resume would make would make them accept me, and eventually I got accepted for that job. Um, and at the same time, I had also applied to be a barista at the Starbucks Cafe boycott Starbucks, but seven years ago, um, at the Starbucks Cafe in the Barnes and Noble, like right in front of my neighborhood, OBT Orlando, Florida, across the street from the Florida Mall, um, and. I didn't tell my mom that I got that job at that bank um, because I didn't want it. <laughs> I literally applied to, like, my major was economics for, like, a week. <laughs> I don't know why I listed it as that. I don't know anything about Well, back then, I didn't know anything about economics. But I didn't tell my mom that I got that job because I knew that she would have forced me to get that job because, especially at that time, like, shit was things were tough things were tough and me working as a barista would not make things any easier but i knew this is what i'm trying to say i knew that in that moment i had to have a little bit of foresight and i had to be realistic and i had to be honest with myself that's the that's the most important part that's something my mom always told me be honest with yourself be honest with everybody but most importantly be honest with yourself don't lie to yourself don't lie to yourself. If I used to be, I used to be a bad liar. Like I used to, I used to be a bad liar. I used to lie, lie to a lot of people. But no matter what type of person you've been, like you, you can't lie. You gotta be honest with yourself because, like, you just have to. You just like if you if you want to live a fruitful life, if you want to to have just as much like visual clarity in your mind as possible, you really gotta look in the mirror and be like, okay, like what am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I really want in life? Okay, now now that I've thought about what I want in life, what which of those am I actually capable of achieving? I've always been so delusionally optimistic about myself and I knew that I could make that type of shit happen. I didn't know when, I didn't know how long it would take, but I knew that if I worked as a goddamn bank teller or a goddamn front desk receptionist, I would either be one wasting my time like in a short term or worse, wasting my time in the long term, as in, you know, potentially work my way up a ladder or like stay in the same position, make the same amount for like four or five years, whatever it is, and then come to a place that I knew I was going to be at, which is I hate this shit. Let me do what I actually like. You know, if you get an opportunity that is quote unquote good, but like it's not for you, it's not for you, you know? So I took the job as the barista. Um... I was getting paid like eight fifteen an hour versus I think the bank teller would have been like thirteen, fourteen. That that shit was that shit was up there back then. I go like eighteen, that should that that would've that would have uh, that would've helped a lot <laughs> at that time. But you know, I made the choice because I knew that the skills and the attributes attributes that I would learn working as a barista, um would be far more beneficial for me in the long run than whatever i would have learned from being a front desk receptionist for me i'm not saying for you for me that's one two i think why i wanted to work there is because and this is going to sound i don't know if this is going to make sense but it made sense to me like at that time was the fact that 
when I was 18, I started going out a lot more, right? I I got my first car, I got my license, and I started discovering different parts of my city. And, you know, growing up the way that I grew up, you just lack exposure. Like, you, you don't, you, I was only familiar with, like, my, like, half a mile radius of, like, my house. And, like, that's all that I knew. But when I started going out more, I started seeing just, like, oh, like, there's all this life out here. Like, there's all this life, there's all this shit out here. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing, you know. And I think when I started discovering that, I started getting really obsessed with um, discovering, like, the fullest extent of the human experience and trying to learn about like all every single corner of humanity. And I knew that I was very blessed to grow up the way that I grew up, even though it wasn't a good neighborhood. It wasn't a good area. And a lot of people will not see that as blessed. A lot of people will see it as the opposite of blessed, but I saw it as a blessing because I knew that the people that I would meet in that area, I'm getting, I'm getting access to like a pool of people that like, a lot of people in the world just don't have the access access to and that's and that's facts you know a lot of people that grow up in in like uh like a middle middle class family or a middle class neighborhood yeah you're seeing like a little bit above a little bit below the totem pole but you know at the end of the day you're not seeing people that are down that are like down bad but that's the people that was coming to like my coffee shop and it again like i don't think this this is make this i don't know if it doesn't make sense but like it made sense to me the fact that like i wanted to be around that because i really wanted to i really i really recognize the fact that if i want to have a career as an artist or have a career in the creative space um and i know that my work has always been about being as like illustrative or like vivid of like my lifestyle and my my childhood as possible i really I need to nurture it as much as possible and I need to be surrounded and extract as much as I can as for as long as I can until I move on to, to what's next. So that's why I worked in my own area and my customers were not, you know, the best customers in, in a sense of like they didn't have the most money. I wasn't getting any tips. I wasn't, you know, like, but at the end of the day, like I hold so closely like a lot of the relationships that i made with those people even though we don't talk anymore i still remember a lot of the conversations that i had with those people and i won't get into in this episode because like i've always been a little bit hesitant to get too specific on like the type of like the the population of people that that i like grew up with um just because it's not maybe not yet maybe i haven't found a beautiful enough way to talk about it yet but talking about the risk I knew that it would be a big risk to take that but at that time I really tried to practice foresight and I really tried to you know see like what am what am I actually going to be capable of doing in my life five years down from now okay that's what I'm that's what I can do that's what I will do it's like the triangle of like can do will do and like it's capable of doing um and I knew that that's what I wanted and I said okay even though I, I know shit is going to be tough in the short term, like when you take a risk, the payoff is not always going to be immediate. It's not. And it wasn't for me, y'all. I was, I'm making eight bucks an hour. <laughs> I was making eight bucks an hour. I was, man, man. Um, it's, you're not, you're not going to get the payoff in the short term. But I'll tell you what, I'm getting payoff now. Um, I'm for sure getting payoff now. And, and that's one risk, you know, I, I'm 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 blabbering. I know if I go through every single goddamn thing, I'll be here forever. 
but you know i think the next one is um moving out to like my first apartment in downtown orlando um i moved out 20 minutes outside of my house <laughs> i i was paying 1170 uh for rent i moved out for one year and i moved out in it, it's actually very poetic the way that it happened my lease in my last year at UCF and the year of me being um, 23 years of age all lined up into like the same year. And I told myself that, okay, I don't really make enough to like thrive in life with like the salary that I have at that point and the amount in, in bills that I'm paying. Cause like I'm paying that rent, but I'm also paying mass shit at home too. Um, I knew I, I was, my savings was going to go down. I knew that I was not going to be comfortable. But back when I used to have like those visions of like what I wanted to be in life, um, I could work 25 hours a day and I will not stop as long as like I know that I'm working towards my goals and I'm not working on some bullshit. And I knew that in that year, I told myself like, okay, shit is going to be hard, but this is going to be so worth it because I'm going to put so much work and effort into my academics into my poetry into my paintings into my social media into my mom i'm gonna be cooking more i'm gonna be just learning about all the things in my life that i've waited so long for and of course it was a big risk and there were so many things that were holding me down of course like my mom my mom's at the crib alone like i it was her first time kind of like being solo solo and even though I was 20 minutes away, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of y'all can understand, like, that's just, like, not an easy situation to, like, leave your mom in, and and it wasn't for me, man. Like, I remember those first couple, those first, that first, like, first couple weeks or, like, first month, like, I used to have to come home every single day because it, I just couldn't, like, we just couldn't, you know, but you really got to push and you really got to look at the long term and, and look at how this is going to work, pay off. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not only taking the risk, it's like, you know, continuing to put in the work that's what makes it pay off it's not the fact that you you take the risk okay boom job's done job's done where are my blessings where are my, no you gotta work for it you really gotta work for it you really gotta meet god halfway like i have that on my vision more but because it's true like you can't just you can't just ask you can't just do the deed and then stop you really gotta complete the objective you know so i told myself like okay i i met with an advisor in my last year of college and i was like yo i want to finish in a year what is that possible? Can I do that? And they were like, yeah, it's possible. You just have to max out your credits for the next three semesters. And you have shown proof of failing classes. So I don't know if that's the best idea for you. So probably you could probably can't do it in a year, but you can apply for the classes and try, but you know, best of luck. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. And I really sat down and made that shit happen. It's just all these, all these, all these steps, all these steps that have gotten me to like where I am today. Cause Yo, even when I was 23, I would be like, and I graduate college, I was like, yo, how am I going to move to New York? How am I going to move to New York? But I would have to sit down and realize that, like, yo, all of this shit that I've been doing for in my life for the last five, six, seven years, it was all with the goal of moving to New York. And I accomplished all the steps. I got past all the steps. I saved, I saved thousands of dollars. I got a good paying job in an industry that is always going to be in need. Um, I've, I've grown, I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I like, I'm a grown man now. I can, I know how to take care of shit. I know about finances. I know, I know what it takes to like succeed creatively and artistically. Um, 
I know how to like fend for myself and for my family. I know how to take care of shit. And that's all the shit that I had been working on. Cause when I was 18, I was just a, I was a lost soul. Yo, I didn't know how to do, I was just a dirty Florida boy that didn't know how to do anything. I only knew my neighborhood and my area. And I didn't know how to do anything except like take care of my mom and like work. That's all I knew how to do is, is be a dirty Florida boy and just, and just work my ass off and pay for bills. And like, maybe I'll have enough to like buy myself a pair of shoes in a couple months or something. That's all I knew. But it's, it's all these like, it's it's these like risks that you got to keep taking and you got to keep looking into the future. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to be delusionally optimistic, but you also got to be real. Real with you at the end of the day. You you don't got to you don't got to listen to people. You just got to trust your own instincts. And I think so that's why I did, man. I had I had I had so many people tell me it can't happen. I had so many people tell me that's that's too risky or, you know, one thing I heard a lot was, um, you know, that's that that type of stuff is meant is meant for certain people. And like, you know, we're just not that type of people. We're not we're not the people like we're not the uh, the audience for that type of stuff. Um, You can't listen to all that, man. You really got to trust your own instincts. You really got to be honest with yourself. And you, whatever you whatever you put your mind to, you got to put your mind 100 percent. You can't fold on that shit. There's so much shit that like I knew that. I told myself that I loved and that I wanted to do, but deep down I knew it wasn't a hundred percent. And I would have saved myself so much time if I just, if I just got out of it sooner because I knew it wasn't going to happen because I wasn't a hundred percent in it. But there's some shit I am a hundred percent on this poetry shit. I'm a hundred percent on moving to New York. I'm a hundred percent on this podcast. I'm a hundred percent on like, we're not stopping in this until it's massive. And, and that's someone I'm a hundred percent on this, but the shit I know I'm not a hundred percent on, like I I love chess, right? Big chess guy. Um, my, but I know I'm not fucking amazing at chess. I'm cool. I'm good. I, I, I mean, don't play with me. Like I'll, I'll really smoke some of y'all for real. But like, I like, that's something that like, you know, as much as I love playing it, I know that that's not meant for me singing. I love to sing. Okay. I'm not good. But I think at one point I really tried being good and it just like didn't happen. Cool, whatever. I I let that shit rest. You know, you got you got to put some shit to sleep. You know, this the shit that's meant for you, you really got to put it to sleep and just be fully focused on the shit that you know that you can accomplish. And a lot of the time, you know, taking risks is, is a part of that journey. Um I could name so many more, but I keep y'all here forever. Um I think more of the story is that if there is something and I speak to like my brown people specifically because like I I know what it's like and I hope that me explaining some of my things could really inspire you to be a little bit more risk taking. Of course calculated, but like be a little bit more spontaneous. Um you know, I know what it takes. I know what it takes like and and it's, and I not only not only did I make it happen, right? That's that's the point. But I also spent so much time making excuses. I spent so much time crying. I spent so much time telling myself it's never going to happen. I, And I just think, man, if I just took a fraction of that time and invested it into just putting in the work to make it happen, this would have happened a lot sooner. It would have happened a lot better. Um, and as long as, you know, you stay tunnel vision, you're keeping your head clear and, and your your eyes are set on that goal. Um take that risk you know like it's not gonna it's not gonna um pay off in the short term it's it might suck in the short term 
I'm being honest, but but that shit is really gonna pay off tenfold. Um, and and I hope you're able to build the confidence to uh, take that risk, um, whatever it is. If it's taking that extra class, if it's you know getting that extra job, taking that extra day on, um, you know starting that book, starting that script, whatever it is, take that risk. You'll be so thankful that you took it. Um, and and I'll be so happy uh, when you do. So that's all i got um feel me um yeah i'm hungry damn oh my god i bought a whole coffee for this podcast and i didn't fucking drink a sip of it it's sitting right there that shit is probably dumb cold now i'm pissed oh my fucking god all right that shit just pissed me off. I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm not playing about the coffee. It's actually right there. You know, I'm, I'm gonna show y'all in case y'all don't believe me. Here's the, here's the coffee. Um, I didn't take a sip, but you know, I'll crack this shit open for y'all right now. One second. One second. One second. Damn, I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really risking this. Yo, <laughs> I'm really risking it. This shit could pour. Damn. All right. Yeah, that's nice, nice and lukewarm. <laughs> Just how I like my coffee. Um, damn, it's kind of fun. I don't really want to end. What else can I talk about? Y'all want to hear a poem? I'll tell y'all a poem. If y'all made it this far, um, you deserve a poem. Um, I'm slowly but surely working on a second book. Um, I don't feel like dropping the name yet, but I have the name decided, kind of almost decided. Um, and it's going to be a lot bigger, a lot better, so much fucking better than my last book, my last book, I look at it, it's fucking atrocious, uh, there's going to be so much better, I've gotten so much better at writing, I love writing, I love poetry, I've been reading so much poetry, yo, behind the camera, I got a whole stack of books, my whole poetry collection, um, I'll read you a poem, this is called, uh, Two-Headed Bird, okay, Two-Headed Bird, tomorrow, the hood will find him and name him crazy, They'll tie his wings and take him to a museum to show where God can go wrong. But tonight, he's alive and he's flying and he's giving his mother all his love in the palm tree. The sunset outgrows the sky. The moon is right above his home. He loves in midair and he plays with wind and stares into the sky. There are twice as many stars as usual. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Um, on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like like the video. Um, give me a comment if y'all like this. I appreciate y'all. Um, if y'all just listen on streaming platforms, thank you so much for listening. If you made this far, um, I would like for you to drop the uh, the what, what did I talk about in this episode? Um, drop me some fucking uh, some chicken. You know, roast chicken. I'm getting that roast chicken tonight. I need to see some chicken, some some chickens some goddamn hens in the comments on youtube in the comments on instagram on our tuesday post when this comes out um thank y'all for listening i love you so much and um see you next time